Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Thou my best thought by day or by night, everybody. Welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, Manchester United host West Ham United and Villa are off to Newcastle. It's Friday 28th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell. My giddy aunt, it's Friday. <laughs> hey, we've made it again, Jim. We have. They said we couldn't do it. But we have, but we Andy. Have. We've done it. And we have. And we'll do it again next week. I, I I think I feel on top of the world after a whole conference league Thursday. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was wonderful, wasn't it? Before we get to that, Andy Brassel, another reminder for you all, ladies and gentlemen, to vote for us at the Football Supporters Association Awards. We've been nominated for Best Podcast. And if you vote for us, we'll win the whole damn thing. <laughs> That's how voting works. <laughs> um, the link to vote is in the show synopsis. Very easy for you to do it. Um, so get amongst it and get voting. We will bloody love you for it. We've got ourselves nominated. We've done that bit. It's now over to you to take us over the line um, because we never win this uh, and we'd like to because it will upset other people. And that's what we're all about here <laughs> Look at the deep Ramble. into your soul. Yes. Cling to the little nasty, wretched bit of it and go and vote for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pause it now and go and vote on the synopsis. Right. <laughs> if you haven't done it, we're going to have another pause. <laughs> right there we go come on 
Uh, so there we are. There we are, gentlemen. We have a full beefy fixture list in the Premier League this weekend. What are you looking forward to, Jim? It may not be something from the Premier League, but it may. I'm looking forward to what Anthony does next. He's had a lot of, <laughs> lot of stick about his little bit of skill. Yeah. Um, Paul Skull said he was a one-trick pony. And yes. He obviously gone, well, have a look at this then. Yeah. yeah. Got loads of, loads of skills. Lots of um, tricks. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Do you think Paul Scholes would say that about, say, like Paul Daniels? Well, he just does stuff with cards, that's it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, Andy? I am looking forward to Eintracht Frankfurt versus Borussia Dortmund on Saturday evening because, of course, you may notice mm. it's the meeting of Sebastian Aller's last German club mm. and his current German club, for which he has still not played, having been ill with testicular cancer. He's on the road to recovery. Yeah. He's back in training this week. He's training at his old club, Ajax, the one, yes, one of the ones in between. So I don't know if he's going to be at the game, but certainly mm -hmm. his old club and his current club coming together, yeah. known as on the way back, it's going to give me all the feels. That's lovely, yeah. that. When you first started that, I wasn't ready to say, who cares, Andy? But then you've very much made me care. And I'm sure everybody who heard that, well done to you and shame on me. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the Graham Potter derby this weekend, of course. Yeah. You know, but more on that later. Everybody. Um, so then, let's uh, dip into the Premier League's uh, uh, fixtures. Uh, Newcastle United host Aston Villa on Saturday, of course. The big news coming from uh, the Villa of Aston is that uh, Unai Emery has been announced as their new head coach. Of course, he enjoyed a very successful stint at Villarreal um, following uh, his disappointing time at Arsenal. Um, but, of course, you know, won the, the Europa League uh, with, with Villarreal, beating Manchester United in the final, took them to the semis of the Champions League and, and currently are in a, a, a you know, not-too-bad position in, in La Liga as well. Uh, Jim, as an Arsenal fan, you see Unai Emery coming back to the Premier League. What do you think of the great man? What do I think of, of Emery? Mm. Um, well, I, he had a very difficult set of circumstances at Arsenal, not mm. least because he was following Arsene Wenger. Obviously, that was always going to be difficult, but actually, more so than that, the Wenger board, tried to make it as easy as possible. He, he did, but yeah. the board itself was very crowded. There were a lot of people pulling in a lot of different directions. He wanted Wilfred Zaha, and he, he was basically given Nicolas Pepe, who were very, very different players, mm. um, and, and really affect the way that, that you, you play and, and that you wanted to play. And there was a lot of talk that communication was an issue. I think this time around, he's he's had to, you know, he's, he's He's had a go at England and it, he, he'll be more experienced from it. I think this is a fantastic mm. appointment. I think he's a really, really good coach. Clearly he is. His, his record speaks for that with uh, everything you've just listed. And I think Villa, uh, I, I, this is far better than I expected actually as an appointment coming in. I, th I know mm. Villa fans are a little bit worried. They were kind of like, well, what's the plan? Where are we going to go after this? Because it all, all seemed a bit sudden. But this is such an upgrade on Gerard. Yeah. Um, oh, well, Andy, you're a man who often has a go at England. Um, and obviously, <laughs> that's why Emery's come back from, from uh, Villarreal to Aston Villa. Nice little uh, Villa vibes there. Mm. Um, other than the names of the clubs, you know, sharing somewhat similarities, uh, why else do you think Unai Emery took the Villa job? It's, it's a coaches league. I, I think yeah. the, you, you look at the Premier League at the moment and, you know, you, you hear players say it's every player's dream. I think it's become every coach's dream. You know, you look at, say, if you go back like, two, three years even, like Spurs aren't getting Antonio Conte. Whereas now, I think every top coach wants to to be here. I think it probably does bug Unai Emery that for, for whatever reason, it, it didn't quite work out at, at Arsenal. And, you know, there, there are a lot of factors in, involved in that. But you feel with Villa, it feels like the right size of Premier League club for him, mm -hmm. where he's not expected to win the league, but there's, you know, quite a high ceiling, I think you would say. 
in terms of the playing squad they've got, which is mm. massively underachieved under Gerard. There's a lot of organisation to be done, and he is an organiser and then some. You know, he's got an incredible eye for detail. So I, I think that's really important. If he could do something similar to what he did at Villarreal, get Villa into Europe eventually, not necessarily this season, obviously, I think that would be that that would that would make him an absolute star there. Our and Aston, I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't do that. Our Aston, push him into the top our Aston Villa guaranteed now he's there uh, an appearance in a Europa League final. Well, presumably they're guaranteed a Europa League final win at some point. Well, within Arsenal, there, within, depending Arsenal, on Arsenal, how Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's still got the Villarreal one. I mean, they'd never won a major trophy before. Yeah. So that's very true. Well, I mean, it's interesting the size of the club is perhaps more him because if you think about where he's been, his sort of biggest jobs and most recent ones, Sevilla obviously did very, very well um, with those Europa League wins. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain, but he wasn't that loved there, was he? Didn't no, he? and I, I think that was the big problem for him and it has always been the pro- big problem with him. Yeah. Him, he struggled to have authority with elite players. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he had a huge problem with Neymar. He, he just wasn't having him at all. Sure. So you, so there's Paris Saint-Germain, despite you mm. know winning trophies. But I mean, you know, you, any competent manager should win a, at least the odd trophy with them. And then he moves, was it, to Arsenal after that. Yeah. And Arsenal are not quite the, the level of PSG at the moment. But, you know, in terms of the They're size of the club, club and yeah. so on, it's not, it's not a million miles away. Yeah. And goes to Villarreal, does very well there. Now, Aston Villa are not at the same kind of level of uh, severe and Villarreal, of course, but it's not ridiculous, as you say, that if he builds on this, maybe next They could season. aim at that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they yeah. could aim at that, and that, that, has, that has got to be the intention. Of, of course, he got a couple of third-place finishes with Valencia as well. You know, a big yes, underachieving yeah. club with financial issues and, um, you know, some disappointing seasons before that. So, Are Villarreal a bit annoyed about this? Um, a, little, a little bit, a little bit, but I, I think they... They look at the they, Europa they League trophy knew, and think, well, no, yeah, fair that, enough. That, yeah, yeah they, they knew it was coming for a, for a couple of weeks. Um, they're pleased that he didn't go last year because, of course, this is the interesting thing about him going to Newcastle for his first game, that he nearly ended up going yeah. there last year, Jim. Proper sort of uh, sliding doors moment in a, in a sense, I suppose, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because obviously Howe's got them... <clears throat> as we've said a few times, ahead of where you'd expect them to be at this point. It's good if Paltrow playing Amanda Stavely in the film. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, and if you look at what Eddie Howe's done at, uh, at Newcastle, I mean, in terms of kind of improving the players he has there, mm-hmm. I mean, Villa, the players Emery has at his disposal, that, that's ready to go. That same process is absolutely Agreed. ready to go. And I completely agree with you with what you're saying about the Premier League being a sort of coach's league now. It's, it seems to be... And I think this is actually what did for Gerard. There are just too many canny tacticians in this league for, yeah. for your yeah. approach to be do the basics right and the results will follow. I think we've, we've, the Premier League has moved way beyond that. Yeah, exactly. And, the, the old style sort of British manager, you know, had its they, they had their place and maybe one or two of them still could operate now just about. But you're right, as it, time is moving on, you know, you, you, this is this is now becoming a thing of the past. And Gerard's still very inexperienced yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, speaking of who will be uh, Aston Villa manager and so on, it will still be Aaron Danks uh, for this game because Emery's work permit won't clear until the 1st of November. Gutted, Danksy. Doesn't it, want it. Yeah, well, he, he sort of, oh, I think interviews after... Interviews again. Yeah, well, I think also after the Brentford game, he was like, 
you know, hundred percent record and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so he, I mean, he could he could bow out with hundred percent record if the if the free scoring Aston Villa as they now are, yeah. uh, go to St James's Park and, and and give them what for. But on the uh, the mention of Stephen Gerrard there, Michael Antonio uh, has been spreading gossip about old Stevie G. Love this and his time at Aston Villa. He was speaking with Callum Wilson on a podcast. What a meeting of minds. Uh, honestly, um, he said, what I've heard on the grapevine is that there were a few players who weren't really having him and didn't like how he was. It wasn't how he wanted to play. It was more how he was as a manager himself and how he dealt with the players. That's what I heard. I love it. Nah, not <laughs> kicking that. I mean, just, just, just he I wants me to. Nah. <laughs> is that is that what would you rather if you were a manager? Someone to say, look, he obviously you know he had the respect of the players and all, but tactically he was rubbish. Like didn't have a clue. Or no, it wasn't anything to do with that. It's just we thought he was a bit of a knob. <laughs> what would you prefer? I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think the first one you can improve upon more readily. More quicker, yeah. I think. Yeah. You'd yeah. prefer to be a knob with good tactics, wouldn't you? No, other way around wouldn't for me. You? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Because I think I think you your tactical analysis, I think that's more You'd rather be respected than liked at work, wouldn't you? Uh well, on the in the case of Gerard, he, presumably he was neither. <laughs> I think we're all just gonna have to settle for being knobs with no tactics. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for, for for ending that unnecessary chat. Well, yes, um so uh, Aston Villa, of course, are looking for their first win at St. James's Park since um uh, uh, Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer had a punch up seventeen years ago. Mm. Shout out to that. Shout out to Stephen Taylor. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Mad the, game. the real hero of the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, indeed. Well, gentlemen, I'd like to ask you this question. Will, um, when he gets going at Aston Villa, will Unai Emery take inspiration from Joey Barton? Before no. you Okay. Um Barton's uh, well let me let me fill you in. Uh, Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers got a very respectable draw against uh, third in League One Sheffield Wednesday during the week. And photos of Joey Barton's Slightly interesting pre-game ta- uh, pre-game tactics board has been shared online. Now, speaking of uh, people who are well respected and well liked, um, enter Joey Barton's tactics board. The key points were fairly standard stuff. You, you know, you know, your usual kind of footbally uh, sort of language. A big start uh, was written on there. Turn them early, play in their half, squeeze space, and lock them in their half. Quite like that. Lock them in there. Don't let them out. Mm. So, okay, fine. We've we've heard all that sort of stuff before. Barton also added some other perhaps stranger notes saying, show the world tonight, decide to be victorious and psychological effects. I'm fine with that. I mean, what's he meant to write? Show I follow tonight. Shoot. (laughs) Show the world. Is the world watching Sheffield Wednesday versus Bristol Rovers, Andy? Some of it. Maybe show the region. Show Bristol and Sheffield tonight. Exactly. Decide to be victorious. Yeah. I mean, you're not having that brassle. No, no, I, 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 I don't know. It's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. All right, okay. Well, that's... In the Joey Barton list of you know notable things, it's, it's quite low down there, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, he, was, he was a scorer of a great goal in this fixture, wasn't he? Between um, Newcastle United and Aston Villa. Was he really? Yeah, when they beat him 6-0, he leathered one in the top corner. Blimey O'Reilly. Well, yeah. he, he chose to be victorious that he did. day. Oh, he certainly did. Yes, exactly right. Um, oh, by the way, before we move on to uh, Manchester United and West Ham, we should say that it wasn't a good night for Unai Emery's former club Arsenal last night, Jim, was it? No, it wasn't. Lost 2-0 away to PSV. Uh, Mikel uh-huh. Artis has said his team were really poor and need a reset ahead of their game against Nottingham Forest at the weekend. I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Apart from the result. Uh-huh. If I could disagree with that and change it, I would. Uh-huh. Even if it meant you cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester United versus West Ham on Sunday. Uh, at uh, quarter past four. Manchester United, of course, cruised to a 3-0 win over Sheriff Tiraspol last night. 
Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo started and scored. Wasn't it lovely to see eh? oh, getting his tail. little goal? Uh, but he was reintroduced to the team, of course, following his decision to leave Old Trafford early during uh, Man United's 2-0 win over Spurs. Uh, did you like to see Ronaldo scoring, Andy, after so long without one? What sort of person leaves the Spurs game early but stays for the length of the Sheriff Tourist Bowl one? I just don't understand it. One who only wants to score. Uh, <laughs> one who's only interested in his own stats. That's who, Andy. It would have been amazing I can if, relate he'd to that. <laughs> if he'd just gone home from the pitch. Yeah. That, that would have been even more spectacular. It would have been, yeah. Uh, the best thing in, in the game, for my money, was Anthony showboating late in the first half, doing a sort of a 7.20 spin with the ball and then he did follow it up by passing the ball out of play. Uh, Robbie Savage on comms said it was embarrassing. Rosie and Dark said it was like something up Strictly Come Dancing, um, which uh, I, I'm more in the Ian Dark camp with that. Yeah, I think it, it, this is a bit of a different example, but I know we're going to come on to the Emerson Royale one where he did a sort of no-look pass. I think you've already that, come on to it. That went out for a goal kick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the thing with like skills and tricks. They're high risk, high reward, right? So sometimes they're going to go wrong and that that just sort of has to be fine. It looks a bit silly when, mm. when that does happen, but that is the case of it. Although the Anthony one is it was an unusual decision. I think. But the skill never went wrong. No, but it wasn't... absolutely. there was thought, no real need for it, was there? That, I think that's what the, the, the debate is. It's like he's just spun around for, for not really yeah. any reason. I think it seems to be... Maybe was he trying to sort of create a diversion and then put Casemiro through? Because if he'd done that, yeah. everyone would be raving about it. Yeah, but was, and we, what, he cost 100 million quid. Yeah. He's Brazilian. Yeah. He's clearly really hard. Mm. This is surely what we want him doing, right? Yes, as a neutral. Exactly. Well, I, I don't see what the. I mean, when you say, is there any need in it? Was there any need for, um, you know, Slash to take his top off when he's doing solos for Guns N' Roses? No, but we all want to see it. Yeah. Could Rooney not have just chested it down and volleyed it rather than overhead kicked it in the Manchester yeah. derby yeah, that I, time? I, I mean, look. Let's I, squeeze the joy out I, of it. Come I, on. A lot of people go, no, this is ridiculous. It was beautiful. Yeah. What I loved about it was seldom do you see something on a football pitch these days that you've never seen before. Mm. Yeah. And obviously in decades gone by, because of, well, less TV, but also perhaps um, uh, less, profe- not maybe, well, perhaps professional standards, but, you know, just with anything creative as time goes on, um, your you, the originality is sort of less and less because people have um, uh, done various things. So you think about, you know, the flip-flap or, mm. you know, what Ronaldinho do or his back pass, all that kind of stuff. It was things that... that maybe some of us had never seen on the pitch and it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, But they had end product though. That's the difference, isn't it? Well, but if, this was... If, say, like, if, if you Willian is doing yeah. that for Fulham, yeah. are you, you're not going to be a bit annoyed? No. No? I, I, but, but because him, he could have played... The pass was the right attempt. It was just slightly over hit. I don't think he was, like, dizzy and, and it's messed It's not like it he booted it into the 36th row or whatever from Yeah, there, and it is wasn't it? like it was with a minute to go and they were 1-0 down. Well, Ten Hag didn't look happy, did he? Why, why are you so filled with hatred? <laughs> Do you know what? Why? Go on. Um, <laughs> no, um, Ten Hag didn't look happy though. And he's the manager. He's the one picking the team. Don't play the Ten Hag card I'm playing with the me. Ten Hag card with you. Well, and you've, uh, got no, you've got nothing. You uh, you and Paul Scholes sit yeah. on the old bench of misery uh-huh. over there. <laughs> I, 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 Paul Scholes says, I think he needs that knocking out of him. <laughs> All right, okay. Of course he does. I, I assume Brennan Johnson agrees with that, by the way. Um, uh, but, okay, but Paul Scholes wakes up from his dreams going, oh, unrealistic <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Anthony he did get subbed off at half time but Ten Hag said that that was more or less planned more or less um, but Ten Hag did say of the incident when there's a trick like that 
It's nice as long as it's functional. But if a trick's because of a trick, then I will correct him. I think that's a fair answer, isn't I it? I think that's a fair answer. Andy, what did you think of the uh, the little uh, spinny spin spin? Honestly, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, I like to be entertained. Damn right. It, it was one of those things, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it back a couple of times to work out exactly how he did it. I mean, you were pointing out to me earlier, Marcus, that there will be loads of... Saturday and Sunday football players who will be trying and miserably yeah. failing at it mm. this weekend. It's kind of like I've always wanted to see more players moonwalk when they score. <laughs> now, obviously, that would be A, quite hard in football boots. Yeah. B, something that would probably cause some sort of explosion of ire mm. amid groundsmen everywhere yeah. because it wouldn't be too good for the pitch, would it? No, you, you want to see someone moonwalk to get back on side you know and then <laughs> burst and score. <laughs> That's very good. You complete football if you do, do that. Do you know the comedian Terry Alderton? Yeah who um, had trials. I think it was Southend United. Okay. Is he from that way? Yeah. I think it, it's definitely a lower league side. And he was a goalkeeper, quite a handy one. He's played in like a few charity things and stuff. And he said, and he's a very funny comedian. He uh, he said that he had a trial maybe, or, or, or certainly it was a game of note that he was having for his um, local uh, uh, football league side. And he saved, maybe it was a penalty, and everyone celebrates. Obviously, that's a big thing. And he, obviously, this was many years ago. And he got up and like moonwalked celebration. Referee pulled him up for taking too many stops with the ball, and they scored the from the indirect free kick. Oh my god! No way! <laughs> I mean, I remember Felipe Melo. You remember Felipe yeah, Melo yeah. when he was playing at Galatasaray because they used to call him the Pitbull. Oh there. yeah. He um, went in goal after they'd run out of subs and they yeah. got their goalkeeper sent off. He saved the last minute penalty to uh-huh. get them a 1-0 win. But after he saved the, the, the penalty, he got on his hands and knees and started doing the pitbull celebration. It's like, we haven't even cleared the ball outside the penalty I area love yet. I love Come on, that. get it in the stand. And they, they were trying to get him on his feet and stuff. Don't stop the party, Andy. <laughs> Felipe Mello knows. And it's a Friday as well. Love that. Um, gentlemen, uh, Manchester United will be playing West Ham United, of course. And West Ham maintained their 100% Europa Conference League record last night with a 1-0 win over Silkeborg. Uh, just the one goal, but it's all they needed, Jim. So they, they march on uh, there, of course. Uh, Andy, you recorded a lovely little at the match there last night didn't you out next week out next week excellent stuff oh andy who else got a wee win in the europa conference league last night atletico de outfire the the magnificent yeah they did get the points on the board although did you see the rfs goal yeah, a nice one. Belter, the same guy hit the crossbar from about 40 yards out yeah. in the second half, didn't he? All it was was a consolation in the end. No Lawrence Shanklin, though, is he? I wouldn't have thought so. No. Uh, West Ham, by the way, quite incredibly, are, are, were just in the top half of the table going into this game after being heavily criticised for their poor start to the season. That is the funny thing about the Premier League. You, you, you can't take your eyes off it. 38 games is a lot longer than we all think. <laughs> <laughs> Every year this happens. <laughs> It's, it's, apparently it's, in, it's a long enough amount of time that none of us get used to how many games it is <laughs> you're absolutely right you're absolutely right well should be a good one at Old Trafford um, excellent stuff oh before we go um, to a break uh, a lot of you would have seen this of course very sad news coming out of Italy um, um, from yesterday on loan Arsenal defender Pablo Mari was uh, taken to hospital with stab wounds after being caught in an incident in a local supermarket very saddening event of course um, one person has died and at least four have been injured. Uh, Mary's injuries are not thought to be critical, so our thoughts go out to the family and friends of everyone affected by this uh, terrible occurrence. So, yeah, very sad indeed. Okay, everybody, let's have a quick break. (laughs) 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Got major problems with it. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Rumble preview show, everybody. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten about that. It hits yeah. every time, that one, doesn't it? It really does. It's all about justice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Uh, well, Andy, we mentioned towards the end of the first half there that you did an at-the-match at West Ham. You also did an at-the-match with me. With little old me. Fan of no ice. Come on. Uh, yeah, you might have caught that uh, this morning, everybody. We went to Craven Cottage last week and saw Stephen Gerrard's last game. We wanted to give him a good send-off. Um, and uh, he didn't. No, no. No one in that ground did. Disrespectful so-and-sos. Uh, it is quite a lovely insight into the club and it feels like yeah, you're right there with us. Uh, right beside uh, that man cutting a Victoria sponge as well and right next to me on Putney Bridge sipping an exotic Fanta. You'd be a fool to miss it. So uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll get more At The Match episodes like this 48 hours earlier than everyone else. And if you want a piece of that particular cake, then go over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. The link is also in the synopsis with that Football Supporters Awards uh, link as well where you can vote for us. Uh, Excellent. Oh, and a massive thanks to everyone who entered last week's book giveaway. Uh, There were so many lovely reviews and we read every last one of them, so thank you very much indeed for that. The five lucky winners are David Lesseter, Keshav Kapoor, Matthew Giglio, Alexandra Phillips and Fraggle Shovelin. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. What Fraggle. Fraggle Shovelin. My goodness. Uh, Please check your email inboxes so we can get those books sent out to you as soon as possible. Now, Fraggle, we have learned (laughs) through through extensive checking of the inbox. Uh, His name's actually Gary. Yeah. But, um, you know. I'm delighted that there's a fraggle shoveling walking around that in the world. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, yeah. Uh, there we are. Right, uh, gentlemen, back in the Premier League. Bournemouth uh, will be hosting Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday. Uh, Tottenham head into this game 
off the back of that chaotic one-all draw with uh, Sporting Club de Portugal. After a four-minute VAR check, Harry Kane's, uh, what they thought was going to be the winning goal, uh, was chalked off for being offside, uh, controversially. I know this is a couple of days old now, but... Still, I think that is angering Spurs fans. Yeah, it was. It took a long time to understand, didn't mm. it? Yes, but it, the right decision was made, Andy. It was. Mm-hmm. It you, was. Didn't, you, did, you didn't see what the big deal was, did you, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I understand the delay is annoying. Mm. I understand the context is annoying. But really, we are talking about a, a correct decision. If you've got an issue with the rule, then fine. If you've got an issue with the process, fine. But I, and I, I understand, like, however annoyed Spurs fans were, mm. they can't have been as annoyed as the Spurs players going up to Danny McKayley, the, mm-hmm. the the ref, at the end. And he just stood there with this big grin on his face going, it's offside. He was, he was loving offside. it, wasn't he? It's like, yeah. You were with Kate Mason, weren't you? I was. How annoyed was she? Yeah, pretty annoyed. Yeah. I can imagine. You, you would be. The circumstances of it make it as, as emotional as it's essentially possible to get, really, in that, in that type of game, isn't it? That's going to happen to England at the World Cup. Isn't it, it? Absolutely. Again, a lot of stuff is making <laughs> me see into Qatar at the moment. But that last this feels like one that of That last minute equaliser against uh-huh. the US when we think, yes, we've yeah. snatched a point. Yeah. And, oh, and it will be like, he is offside, but, but he doesn't feel offside. Yes, but he's English. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want it back. Well, Antonio Conte uh, was, was very angry, it's fair to say. He said the ref he gave him a red card because he's the most popular person to enter the pitch. <laughs> I know what he means by that, but I did enjoy it still. I have to say, when you know Conte is how he is, but that that bit in the press conference at the end where he was sitting there talking about the honesty of the decision, mm. that's not cool. That's yeah. really not cool. Well, it is actually. It's pretty piss poor because he, well, he, he did sort of a three-minute monologue, didn't he? he Answer one question, then he just sort of stormed out. Mm. And actually, that's the kind of thing where... You, where don't get me wrong, I like an angry Antonio Conte and it is entertaining, da 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 But in terms of inciting the players and, and then the fans and so on, actually, it's been explained, that decision, why it was offside. That's the rule, as you mentioned there, Andy. If you've got a problem with the rule uh, and it, you think it should be mm. changed, fine. Yeah. But they're not going to suddenly, oh, you know, we'll change it on the hop now because it, yeah. it, it, yeah, it's exactly. a good three points for you. Um, you can't really be annoyed... Uh, truly be annoyed with the decision. You can be annoyed that you know the, 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 the margins of it, but you can't actually be annoyed. And so Conte, yeah, was it was a little bit poor. Well, um, uh, but you know, it's one of those things, is it, where when you see a, see it all kick off at a game and the, the commentators go, "Oh, this isn't what we want to see." Sort of like ah, it's entertaining, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Conte's yeah. going to pop off, mm-hmm. and he, this is you know he's he's interviewed in the heat at the moment, isn't he? Like if you gave him twenty minutes, he probably wouldn't have said this. But it's I think it's just the nature of. I think if you interviewed him today, he would still right. answer. <laughs> that's a good point. This is just how Conte is. I, actually, we, we've heard a lot, Jim. I feel in the days since about how annoyed. Tottenham fans have, have have been by this, and you know I think a lot of us have sympathy for that. How enjoyable was that as an Arsenal fan? May I ask? Well, I only saw it after the incident. So when I saw the Tottenham players celebrating, I knew it was going to be ruled out, and it was just fantastic. <laughs> Jim Campbell, usually you don't lower yourself to those levels. Well, this is what Andy Brassel does to me. <laughs> <laughs> this group is mad, though, isn't it? It Genuinely, is, and that is, that is that is that's yeah. part of why Spurs are obviously so frustrated by that situation. So like, like Marseille bottom, but if they win, they're definitely through. Well, yeah, think, exactly. Yeah. And Spurs could technically finish bottom. Yeah, which is, I think is probably unlikely. Well, yeah, they've got that big game against Marseille next week. So again, the neutrals win. Thank you. Um, but but they do need to uh, overcome Bournemouth, of course, this weekend first and foremost. 
both teams come into this one having lost back-to-back matches in the league. Of course, Bournemouth had gone on that six-match unbeaten run prior um, to uh, to those two losses. So, you know, Gary O'Neill was looking pretty good, but reality bites hard in the Premier League, Andy. That's true, but speaking to Spurs fans and reading Spurs Twitter... They're not worried about like, since the game. The, the, no, the, uh, on the contrary, there's a sense that like the Tottenham players are out on their feet, Ooh. really, really need a break, and especially with that big game at Marseille coming up. I mean, that I think that's the thing with the Kane goal. If it goes in, they've qualified, yeah. and it's all cool. Mm-hmm. And now they've got to do this away to, to Bournemouth, who haven't made it easy for anyone since O'Neill's been in charge. And then they've got to go to an almost full velodrome because only one of the stands is shut on Tuesday, which is hard Yeah, and by if, any standards. And if they're knackered after all that, then they've got that World Cup looming in a few weeks, haven't they, some of those players? I'm looking at Harry Kane. He was cooked before the Euros last time around. You think, get the World Cup in early, then they can't. Well, no. It's all going wrong. I don't it's, know. I mean, it, despite the fact it's offside, you know, he has essentially scored a last-minute winner there, so he's he's still going right towards <laughs> the end of the game. The idea that he's you know running an empty. Well, Andy was just saying that a lot of the Spurs players are knackered. Yeah, I don't think Kane's one of them. I, I, I think I think he's in he's in better nick than he he would have been coming into the last World Cup. That's for sure. All right, that's grand, gentlemen. It's the Graham Potter derby on Saturday. Brighton versus Chelsea. It will be interesting uh, to see how this one goes. And it's been an interesting time at both clubs since Potter, of course, uh, switched Brighton for Chelsea. He's unbeaten in nine matches for the Blues, whereas uh, De Zerbe's yet to win in five attempts for mm. those Seagulls. Oh, that, that three-all draw at Anfield feels a long time ago for Brighton now, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. All, all the momentum has just been dashed, essentially. It's such a shame for them. But that, that's the story of the early part of the season. We're now five games into um, De Zerbe's reign and, you know, it, it, at some point, you know, we'll have to stop saying, oh, it's a shame for Potter went blah, 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 blah. But They've he, had a rough run of fixtures, Brighton, as yeah, well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They have. Well, Lewis Dunk admitted that Potter exit, Potter's exit took um, the Brighton players by surprise. And he said the departure of Graham and his coaching staff came completely out of the blue. No pun intended. Uh, one day we were all out on the training pitch as we began preparations for the Bournemouth game. And the next it was all change. I won't deny it. It was very strange at first. Mm. I think, though, actually, the thing about this group of pl- players at Brighton is they, they do step up to these big <clears> games <throat> generally. And obviously, they've, you know, they've had some difficult ones lately and, and the results haven't gone the way that they would have hoped. But they, I mean, the Anfield result is is an interesting one, despite, you know, Liverpool be, sometimes being a bit shaky this season. They they are capable of putting noses out of joint and maybe with a little bit of recalibration, they'll get back up to that. And this, you know, Potter coming back to town is, I mean, what more motivation could they possibly have yeah. to, to put this right? So, I don't know. I, th- I don't think it's all doom and gloom just yet. Okay. What about Chelsea under, under Potter? We've spoken a little bit about this. There's been more games that have happened since. Do you still think he's on track? I mean, some Chelsea fans were saying about the Manchester United game, which drew one of them. It was like, blimey, it was boring and it was very, mm. very dull. Obviously, that can happen in the odd fixture. Manchester United are a decent side. And a side that don't play extremely attractive football, if we've been perfectly honest. No, but do you think Potter is still kind of the, 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 the trajectory is where he wants it to go? Or I think he's it? pretty good. It's, okay. it's a pretty good start. But again, we talked about Brighton having a difficult run of fixtures. And I actually thought they gave a fairly good account of themselves at mm-hmm. Manchester City last weekend. There were a lot of Premier League teams who would have been absolutely yeah. obliterated by City on that sort of form last week. And that, that they weren't. And they had a little spell where they had a go at them at the start of the second half and, and, and did pretty well. Well, Guardiola was sort of... <clears throat> Saying that some of the players were like, actually, what they did was it Bernardo Silva who said uh, that it was quite difficult to play against them with this sort of yeah. man-to-man approach and so on. And you could, there was that clip of Guardiola calling over some of the players and so on. So you're right, they mm. did give a good <laughs> Yeah, and, and really, Potter and Chelsea have had almost the opposite. Of course, they they, they had the 
the Milan games in which, you know, Milan were really poor in the first one and then played with 10 men for what, 75 minutes in the, mm. in, in, in the second one. So it feels as if on the whole, he's had a fairly smooth adaptation. That's not to say he hasn't done a good job, but I don't think they've been tested to the same level. But it's still a huge step up for him, though. I mean, yeah, European football is. and all it that. Is. He's not, and, no, not much think, experience. I think, you know, where we say the, the, the schedule is just makes everything a mess at the moment, the tightness of the schedule. It's actually done Potter a huge favour mm-hmm. because he can rotate without anyone throwing their, mm. their toys out the pram and he gets a good look at all his players in actual match situations mm. as, as well. Of course, he's got to be adaptable and smart enough to make the most of that and I think he has done so far. Obviously, Chelsea fans feel globally pretty pleased with him so far. But this is this is quite an interesting test because of the particular nature of it and as Jim says, how, how up for it Brighton will probably be. And also, now he's managing a side who are expected to go and win. Most yes. of yeah. The vast majority of the yes. games to play in, in, in Europe as well. Because when he was in European competition with, say, Ostersons, you know, when they went to Arsenal and stuff, it's kind of like, well, let's see what we can get out of this. Yeah, let's exactly. make it difficult for them and so on. Can't be like that with, with with Chelsea manager, you know. But the big question is, with regards to uh, Chelsea playing Brighton, will Chelsea take a leaf out of Callum Wilson's book of shithousery? He revealed recently that when Newcastle played Brighton earlier in the season, he deliberately drank and poured out all of Brighton goalkeeper's um, Robert Sanchez's drink on one of the hottest days of the year. He said, it must have been 30-odd degrees pitch side. I needed a drink. I was parched. So I saw the goalkeeper's Lucozade, so I started drinking it. It's nice, you know. Refreshing. Then the goalie turned around and looked at me as if to say, big man, put my drink down. He's really embellishing this story. I don't <laughs> think he looked at Carolyn Wilson and said, big man. Um, <laughs> I was looking at him, squirting it away, and then shook it and threw it. I was just doing it for the banter. I thought, if he ain't got a drink, he ain't going to be saving shots. Let's dehydrate him. It's all about <laughs> being game smart. I mean, this is exceptional, isn't it? He's really yeah. bought into this sort of bad guy image that Newcastle yeah. have now got with these like pop bitch style gossip podcast <laughs> like undermining other teams' players left, right, and centre, and doing this as well. I mean, not take him to the World Cup. Yeah, get, get him. In, yeah, well, if he's yeah in Qatar, let's dehydrate all the opposition. Andy. <laughs> that's the kind of thing. I mean, that is outrageous, isn't it? Utterly, Dehydration is a really serious thing. Well, I know. Was this not pre, even was this pre or post the Australia penalty shootout? I have no idea, Andy. But not even the crazy gang. You know that in their pomp. You know, imagine Vinnie Joe just shouting, "Let's dehydrate them, lads!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very of the time, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Oh dear, well there we are, everybody. Right, um, before we get to uh, Betfair's popular Bet Builder, on Twitter this week we asked our listeners to reveal the strangest dreams that they've had about football or uh, or particular footballers. And we've had some excellent responses, I have to say. This one's from Rue, who I uh, assume that's not short for Rooney. Uh, Rue said, I had a dream that I visited Jose Mourinho in his mansion in Portugal where he showed me his collection of antique knives. I specifically remember him saying... This one has a silver shark or fish engraved into the side. Real silver, which I think is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It had a silver shark or fish. It was something that uh, is submerged by the sea most of the time. Yeah, not sure what it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This one from Tom. Once I dreamt I was the FA Cup. The actual FA Cup. Not playing in it or watching it, but the physical trophy. My highlight was being held aloft by Dennis Wise. <laughs> Very bizarre. Speaking of the crazy gag, Andy, that tickles your fancy, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed that. I oh. once had a dream that I accidentally ran over Paul Pogba as he was running across a motorway and me and my f- dream friend... Was Graham um, Souness. Well, I don't know, he was just yeah. made up for the dream. Get him, Jim, get him. Uh, we decided... Run him over. 
we decided rather than report it, we needed to just hide what we'd done. So we strapped him to the roof rack. And, you killed him? Uh, yeah, we ran him. We killed him. It was awful. Um, I woke up for, and for about three seconds, I thought, I'm a murderer now. Wow. Um, and yeah, we just decided to um, just strap the body to the roof rack because we thought that would be less conspicuous. Yep. Drive off into the desert and bury him. Um, the, the it was Straight away, I was just like... This is the wrong choice. This yeah, is absolutely the wrong choice. And we've 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 tried to do it now. Mm. So it's we, even if we confess, it's we're confessing to a crime. Flipping awful, it. awful business. Was that the um, the Essex Desert? I don't know. It was Dream Desert. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and presumably, uh, just before you woke up, Graham Sooner said, "Well, as, f- as far as I'm aware, Paul Pog has not done anything." There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Sooner has ever thought that. Yeah. <laughs> well, get in touch with us uh, for that kind of nonsense. Shout footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Right, everybody, it's now time for Betfair's Popular Bet Builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders and you can add them to your bet slip in one handy tap. Every Friday on the preview show, we'll be building our own Ramble Popular Bet Builder for a particular game happening each weekend. We'll keep a running tally through the season of who's pulling their weight and who's letting the side down. This weekend, it's Manchester United versus West Ham United, Sunday at 4.15. Andy, you're up first. What are you going for? Gianluca Scamacca to score or assist. Had a bit of a rest. Only played um, the end of the Conference League game in the week, so he'll be up for this. All right, Jimmy, what about you? So I have gone for Anthony to score or assist, Mm. possibly in some flash way that we all enjoy. We hope so. Uh, Pete Donaldson uh, is is up now, and uh, this is what he has to say about his bet. Well, good morning. Pete Donaldson here selecting on the West Ham versus Man United match. Going to go for uh, both teams to score. Hopefully that will align with everybody else's uh, choices. That's both teams to score. Enjoy the weekend of football. Thank you, Peter. And I have selected under three and a half goals. So there we are. Andy's gone for Gianluca Scamacca to score or assist. Jim's gone for Anthony to score or assist. Pete has gone for both teams to score. And I've gone for under three and a half goals. Goals. So a five pound bet with Betfair on that uh, popular bet builder returns one hundred and three pounds and twenty nine pence. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. We'll be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week, exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. You've got to be over eighteen. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Right, Jimmy, what's it now time for? Time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Yes, it is Spell Brassico. Marcus Speller, <laughs> Andy Brassel. After last time's Malky Mackay disaster, in which I forgot about the existence of Malky Mackay, it's been decided that I should sit this one out. So um, Spell Brassico is up. So you know the rules by now. Um, and uh, yeah, who's going first? Have we, have we got... A, obviously got a, me. Ob- obviously you. Yeah, why, why is that obvious? Because the game's named... This one's named after him. It's Spell Brassico. It's yeah, named after both you've of you. have kindly put my name at the front there. <laughs> no, uh, he's given it its correct time. Exactly. Uh, okay. Right. Well, you, you understand the rules. Of course, I'm going to read out a player. Um, you, Andy and, and Marcus are going to bid for the, uh, essentially, to name the greatest amount of clubs that that player has played for. The first player has played for four clubs. Marcus, you are up first. His name is Marouane Fellaini. Oh, man. Four oh, clubs. How oh, many can you name? None. Uh, no, um, this is frustrating because Andy will probably have all four. Oh, piss pots. <laughs> I'll have three. Three, Andy. Can he that, that means I've got to go for four, and I'm not sure on the fourth one, but I'm going to go for four. Okay, Andy Brussel going to go for the fourth. So, Marouane Fellaini, four clubs. Let's hear them. 
Standard Liège. Is correct. Standard, bruv. <laughs> Everton. Ooh. Of course he played for Everton. Manchester United. Of course he now, played for Manchester United. This is the one. This is the one, isn't it? Shanghai SIPG. Oh! Is it Shanghai SIPG? That will be massive if it is. But it's yes! not. It's Shandong Taishan. Oh, you fuckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's our fault, isn't it, Andy? <laughs> No whitewash today, Andy. <laughs> so, Andy, you're now up. You're uh, still thinking about Malky Mackay, aren't you? Yeah, I, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> how can you think of a man who doesn't exist? <laughs> Fair point. So, uh, Andy, you're you're now up next. Um, you're choosing first. So, our second player has played for six clubs. His name is Tim Krull. Six clubs. Krullo. Okay. Krullo. I'm going to go for three. Three? Okay, three clubs for Tim Krull. Marcus, can I hear four? No. No. Okay, Andy, so you're up. you got a name. Fuck, I've overstretched myself. Three here. clubs from Tim Krull. What you got? Norwich. Yep. Newcastle. <laughs> that was me out of ideas. <laughs> okay, so that's two so far. you got one more. Ajax. Ajax, eh? Ajax? Don't think so. He didn't play a game for Ajax. He went on oh, loan there. What? So he didn't actually oh, play. I'm so sure. Sacked in the morning. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Did he play for Vitesse? He did not. I'm going to go through uh, who he played for. He obviously played for Newcastle United. He then went on loan to Falkirk, played 22 games there. Falkirk. Went on loan to Carlisle, played nine games. Went on loan to Ajax, but didn't play. Um, also had a little spell involved in Young Ajax. Uh, went to AZ, Alkmaar. Um, <sighs> played 16 times for them. He was also on loan at Brighton, where he played, played four games in the Cup. And, uh, of course, uh, he's still at Norwich City. Uh. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, Marcus Speller. Marcus oh, Christopher I'm worried Speller. now because this you is like the up. worst lead to have in sports. Isn't <laughs> it? Well, it's, it's, yes, um, I suppose so. Like in tennis, is. if someone goes two sets to yeah, love up, I'm worried for them. I'm worried. You're too up, Marcus. Like, you're too up. What are you doing, big. Roger? <laughs> so your next player has played for eight clubs. Uh, His name is Connor Wickham. What you got? I'll bugger off. That is one of those ones, isn't it? Connor Ruddy Wickham. He popped, Eight clubs. he popped up everywhere, didn't he? Ooh. I like your little ghost impression, but I am going to have to press you. I'm going to go for three. Three clubs. Connor Wickham. Andy, can I, I hear four or This more? means I've got to go for four, doesn't it? It does not. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. Sorry. Yeah, th- yeah you have your three, actually. Uh, yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> it's in the spirit good of the, the game. game. Look, I'm good the puppet the master here. I was I on for a park the bus victory there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay. So three three clubs of Connor Wickham. I reckon you've got this in you, Speller. I, I, think, I think you've got this in you. Okay. Yeah, All right. Go on. Wigan. <laughs> he did not play for Wigan. Did he play for Palace? He played for, let me read them. He played, played for, for Ipswich Town, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Leeds United, Crystal Palace, Sheffield Wednesday again on loan, Preston North End, Milton Keynes and Forest Green Rovers. Oh, I would have had four. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there we are. doesn't matter anyway. Chuck nah. that one away. Let's ease up and come again, Andy. <laughs> yes. So, Andy, you are now up. Your next player has played for five clubs. His name is Jan Vertonghen. What you got? Jan Vertonghen. Okay. I had my chance. I had my chance. It's gone. 
th- th- this is where my lack of being able to count really comes mm. into play. Yeah. I probably prob- after four before six. I probably know all five, but I'm well, going go to it, say, then, I'm gonna have to say four. Four. Okay. Have you got five? <laughs> have you got five for Yan Vertonghen? No, I don't have five for Yan Vertonghen. <laughs> all right then Mark uh, at least Andy. you could do is give me uh, a pen and paper yeah. <laughs> right Ajax come on let's hope he slips up here everybody and we dance off into he, the weekend so far he has not slipped up Tottenham Hotspur yep uh, Benfica uh-huh. uh, what else you got Anderlecht there we go it's two, it's two. two all yeah. it's happening it's happening again it's all happening to me okay well Andy you are you who are, was the fifth what's one what's the fifth one sorry the fifth one was RKC he was on loan there from Ajax. Should have got that. You should have got that. Should have got that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Take so, his point um, away. No, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, it's not within my power, as you well know. So the final player, he's played for seven clubs. It is Nemanja Matic. Bloody balls. So what? What have you got? Nothing. I've got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. You've got nothing for Nemanja Matic. Oh blimey. Blimey O'Reilly. Four. Four clubs. It's a, it's big. It's a it's a big one. What? Five. Five. Okay, five clubs for Andy Brassel. He sounds confident, so he does. Go on, Andy. Let's hear him. To be fair, Andy, you've done all the hard yards in this game. <laughs> Go on, then. Take it over the line, you slug. Vitessa? Oh, no. That's, that's just... That's just... All hope is gone. <laughs> Go on. Benfica? Uh, Chelsea? Uh, uh-huh. United? Yeah. Roma? Andy Brassel wins. Fair play. Well done, Andy. Well done. Yeah. It's it's an epic game, though. Do I get the first two back? Because really, you did bugger all this. (laughs) Is that how this game works, Andy? It is now. (laughs) Who else has he played for? Uh, He so overall, he played for a team called um, Kolobara in Serbia. Kosice. probably pronounced that wrong in Slovakia oh, Chelsea Vitesse Benfica uh, Chelsea again Man United and Roma uh, so there we go well fair enough Andy you deserve that I don't think anybody could begrudge you that but of course win or lose we're on the pitbull tunes aren't we yes absolutely right everybody the keys are in the lock the gate is open for the weekend Marcus hey! is barking like a dog <laughs> don't stop that party until very late on Sunday night um, by the way also something good to look forward to on the weekend it's tomorrow morning Andy it's Lions Watch it's back and it's you and me this time it's not Luke and me it's you and me it's the ultimate call up that I've been waiting for absolutely right yes we're going to chat all things England in the build up to the World Cup of course that'll be out on the uh, Football Ramble feed so get your ears around that lot tomorrow morning perhaps when you're on the way to a game you're just waking up or you're just dreaming about how good Saturday is in general it's all there for you at Lions Watch thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair part of the Acast Creator Network absolute pleasure gang if you haven't voted for us do so Um, but until uh, next time thank you very much Andy Brass. thank you thank you Jim Campbell thank you thank you everybody see you soon Right, that last name's made up. (laughs) (laughs) The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.